Good morning. Welcome to Oakton. I would invite you to stand and let us sing. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity we have to be here today. We ask you, please, just help us to experience you. Help us to taste and see that you are good. Father, we just thank you so much for the things we get to celebrate, your activity in our lives and in this church. We praise this, praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. God, I'm on my knees again. God, I'm begging, please, again, I need you. Oh, I need you. Walking down these desert roads, water for my thirsty soul, I need you. Oh, I need you. Your forgiveness is like sweet, sweet honey on my lips. Like the sound of the symphony to my ears. Like holy water on my skin. Death and walk and sickness, I want to know about being 
Lord praise this morning. Amen. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Uh, <laughs> you can go ahead and be seated. I'm all prepared today, can't you tell? But welcome to Oakton Church. Uh, welcome inside, outside, and online. We're glad you're here today. Uh, I'm glad you all survived the storms to, that we had yesterday. I, I uh, didn't realize how bad it was. I think it went north of Oakton. I mean, we got a little bit here, but it kind of went north of Oakton. And anyway, we went to town later that night, and there wasn't hardly anybody at the square. And we began to wonder about something going on then. And then I got a call later last night. People were, I saw it on Facebook. People were looking for deep freeze space that they were still without power. And so if you know anybody today that, that is in need, uh, needs a deep freeze, I know we got one in the church here. It's a pretty good size. It's about half empty that we could use. And then we also, I've got one in my house that all mom and dad don't care. I think we got about half empty. And anyway, so don't let stuff spoil. But if your yards are in damage or damage and need help, uh, make sure and let us know here at the church. And we want to do our best to help out with what's going on around anyway. Uh, before we get into Celebration Sunday, we got a lot to be thankful for. And it always blesses me is when we go back over what happened between now and May the 31st, it just blows my mind on how God blesses us as a body. And how that God blesses us even during the pandemic that everybody says that God can't bless you during. Well, he does. He's still in the blessing business. Uh, a couple of announcements here is we had an altar team meeting last uh, week. And that meeting, we're just trying to look at the altar teams and, and re-educate, for lack of words. Uh, had a class on it. If you're still interested and been on that, you need to let me know. But you should have got a card in the mail. And what we were doing, if you didn't attend the meeting or you haven't contacted me, that's telling me that you're wanting to take a break from the altar teams. And if that's not the case, make sure and get a hold of me because we're going to be uh, scheduling that out and starting that back up soon. Uh, the other thing was uh, the Sunday school and the Wednesday nights. If you grab your bulletins, there's an insert in the bulletins there. And normally we don't take time for this, but... We're really excited about our Sunday schools and, and what we're doing there. We've got some neat classes coming up in Sunday school. But also, we've really pushed to get really uh, more classes on Wednesday nights, if you will. And so we got some good classes coming up on starting this Wednesday night. And then the new Sunday school rotation will start next Sunday. And I want to challenge you to, to come out to those on Wednesday night. Uh, there's baby care, child care from zero to my age, uh, there's somebody to take care of me even. So there's plenty of that going on. Good way for you and your husband or wife to come out and just enjoy an evening uh, studying about the Lord and then letting your kids be able to experience it somewhere else. Uh, also on September 13, we're going to try to get going again at Oakton Carthage. And so be praying about that. But we're going to start with a, probably a Sunday night the way it looks. And anyway, the uh, plan is to preach the same thing we're preaching here on Sunday night, realizing that it's going to be a little bit different no matter what we do. But be praying about that because that'll be coming up soon. 
And then at the end of the day, we're going to be taking, or this service, we're going to be taking communion. And I say that uh, if the online is working, they called us yesterday and said that, that we will have some internet, but probably not strong enough to, to be a live video feed today. So we're recording that. And anyway, uh, Amy can put it up later today to where people can watch it for sure. But if you're watching online, you can take communion with us and it'll give you time to, to uh, get some bread and juice together and be able to take communion with us at the end of the service. But Father, we do thank you for this day. Uh, Lord, we do thank you for your protection, your presence, your, your, just your peace that, that lands on all of us. And Lord, we can't thank you enough for all that you do in our lives. And Father, as we move into celebration today of all that you've done in our lives, Lord, we just start off by thanking you and praising you for all those things that, Father, if you did nothing but just forgave our sins, Lord, we are so grateful for that. Father, that we can spend eternity with you and your son. And Lord, we again just praise you and thank you for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So I ask you today, what can you celebrate as a body today? You know, we're celebrating what God has done for us as a church, but what can you celebrate in your own personal lives? And as we take communion today, I want to challenge you that part of communion, you know, we're remembering our past, that, our, or that God has forgiven us of our past, our present, and our future sins. But, but I'd like for us to go up there and as individuals and also say, Lord, I praise you and thank you not only for the blood that saved me, but the blood that protected me, the blood that touched my life in this situation that I'm celebrating today. And so I want to challenge you as that today. But as I was looking back, uh, we have several baptisms we can do, but it didn't work out for the day for a lot of them. So we postponed the baptisms. But year to date, we've had 17 baptisms during the pandemic. That's praise the Lord. We've had 17 baptisms. And I give the Lord praise for that. Uh, I still know that some churches aren't able to meet even at this point. But God continues to save souls and lives continue to be changed. One thing that really blessed me was last Sunday night, we had one of the best uh, minister alliance services that we've ever had. Yeah, I give the Lord praise for that. And, and I, I get, I'm getting a weaker praise now because maybe a lot of you didn't do that. But the reason I was so blessed as your pastor is that I got to looking around. I thought, man, there's a lot of Oakton people here. And, and I got to looking and I tried to count and I couldn't. You know what blessed me? When they went into worship, Oakton people stood to their feet. And, and it was easy to, it was like, oh, boom, 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 boom. And began to worship God. And by the end of the night, there was 47 people that attended from Oakton Church. And that probably blessed me as a pastor because I don't think we've ever had that many go to the Minister Alliance service. And it was a great service that night. The other thing that blessed me during that time was that, that our people shared the very last. And we had uh, two people share and they did a great job. But what blessed me is it gave glory to God. And God was lifting up. And I'll be honest with you, I don't remember if it was Larry I leaned to or, or Harvey, but, but I leaned to one of them and I said, man, it's hard for me as a pastor not to be prideful and my chest sticking out right now. Because we showed the world that, that Oakton's in love with Jesus. And Oakton's on fire for the things of God. And not that the other churches weren't. I'm not saying that. 
But I was so proud of the way that Oakton represents us as a church in the community. And I give you thanks for that today, but most of God, of all, I thank the Lord for each and every one of you. The other thing that blessed me was the 4th of July event. It was one of the best services ever. And I say that there is a great turnout. We come out this year with food truck Friday, the fireworks is normal, the cornhole, and we had a great night out. Again, I was trying to count heads and there were so many that it was almost impossible. And so I went up to the corner over here and, and started counting to see how many was there and, and would lose count and finally kind of gave up. But I walked up front and found out there's probably 50 to 100 watching from the cars. And it was, again, one of the best services we've ever had as a church. Now, I do want to tell you guys that we need to dethrone uh, Lucas Compton and Joe Meadows. They won the cornhole that night. And so we need to be practicing, and, and we need to dethrone them in, in love, of course. Uh, it's all in love, right? But, but let's dethrone them. I say let's get it done by the harvest dinner on November the 8th. The other thing that blessed me, and again, uh, 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 the church, I think it's a celebration for the church, was that uh, Vacation Bible School. And, and anyway, the thing that really touched me the most is that uh, we asked Kelly Crockett to kind of do it with not much notice. Uh, something happened uh, where we needed somebody else to do it. And Kelly stepped in there with lots of help and did a great job. And we had one of the best ever VBSs that we've had uh, here at Central for sure. And anyway, that we had 28 salvations or rededications. And none of them are included in the 17 that have been baptized today. Think about that. Let's give the Lord praises for that today. A lot of us don't realize, but, but I think what, uh, for lack of words, that sells Oakton, if you will, or promotes Oakton is our good youth programs and our good children's programs. And we have excellent youth and children programs, and, and we couldn't do it without each and every one of you. We have excellent VBS. Uh, and I was so blessed the way that Hannah, and I shouldn't have done this because I can't remember everybody to help, but, but Hannah and, and Gary and all those that helped on the bus. Uh, man, it was so organized. And, and it was a great bus ministry that we did during the VBS. And I just give the Lord praise for all those things. And Kelly, would you stand to your feet today? She's going to slap me later for doing this, but let's give the Lord praise for Kelly today. And we celebrate God's gifts working in you, sissy, and we appreciate you. The other thing that, that again, made my chest stick out as a pastor was the ice cream supper. And, and again, it was one of the best ever. And my wife said, it makes my belly stick out. Did you hear her? Did you hear that? She said, that's what makes my belly stick out. My chest is, huh? Oh, for you. Okay. Okay. Are we online? I'm really butchered if we are. But, but my chest sticks out further. It's just your angle. Okay. Just clearing that up right now. But, uh, but anyway, I'm glad the Lord can laugh too, aren't you? Because we're here to celebrate and enjoy each other and, and love on each other and and that's what I always tell my wife. She goes, why'd you say that? And I go, I'm flirting. And she goes, I wish you had flirt different. But, but a lot of times we kid because we care. And so anyway, I appreciate all of you today. But the ice cream supper, man, we raised $1,256. And I say that is I know that that was more than last year. And I think that's one of the highest uh, fundraisers we've had yet. 
And so let's give the Lord praise for that today. But what blessed me in that was, is that the help, man, we had help and it went so smooth. It went so great. It, it was just an awesome night. But I had several people come up to me afterwards or as they were leaving. And I had several go on about, man, you got a lot of youth coming out here. And then others would say, man, you got a lot of young adult help out here. Well, this year, uh, the older group may have been down a little bit, but our young adult group was up a lot. And we didn't hardly tell a difference this year in the turnout. The Lord really blessed us. Now, is Kim Timmons here? Did you make it back? Where is she? Would you stand to your feet? Uh, we're going to embarrass her now. Uh, let's give Kim Timmons a hand. Uh, she oversees that and with the trustees and all the trustees that help. We thank you too. Uh, we praise the Lord for all that you do. Uh, I'm really being nice to Kim because she drove to Carthage today to get the bread for the communion because Walt, Lamar, Lamar Walmart was closed. That's pretty, that's dedication, isn't it? Well, I wasn't supposed to say that, was I? Huh? Oh, don't say that. Last week, a women's retreat that the, we went out of town for. Man, my wife is so fired up since she's gotten back. The Lord moved upon her women's group last week. And I can just go on and on and on and on. Another one that I want to share is that, that our Hollywood production from Jim Worth and Joe Costley. What do you guys think about that? Listen, how many want to see that video again? Uh, we do. We want to see that video again. Can we cue that video and let's show that again? Uh, Aim the Nomad uh, Productions. We like to have fun at Oakton. And, and that was for the men's retreat that's coming up on September I think it was 11th or 12th. Look at your bulletins. Don't look at me. And anyway, I want you guys to come out and, and really join in with us. we got a good speaker coming out. But if you notice what Jim said at the end of that, he said, who are you bringing in? And that's what we preached about last week is who are we bringing into the kingdom of God? We can bring our children in, our spouses in. We can bring our friends and our neighbors. But how can we bring Jesus Christ into somebody's life? And so that's your challenge for the, the body of Christ today is who can you bring in? If there's any guests here today, we're glad you're joining us. If there's any guests online, we're glad you're with us today. And there's a tear off in your bulletin that gives a little bit of information about yourself. Be sure and fill that out and, and make sure and give it to us. Uh, again, appreciate you being here today. At this time, I'm going to take up the morning tithes and offerings. And anyway, uh, the praise team's going to sing a song. Uh, we're not going to be passing the plates, but you can bring your tithes and offerings to the front at these two plates here, and then there's two plates in the back. And then I'm going to ask Jim that he would pick them up after the praise team's done uh, so that we can take up our Thanksgiving offering later. And so, praise team, and Father, we just come to you in Jesus' name. And Father, we just thank you for this day and again the way you blessed us. But Father, as we take up the offering today, Lord, this is just our tithe, Lord, that you ask from us. And Father, we give it to you with grateful hearts and thankful hearts today. And Father, we ask that you continue to bless this tithe. Father, even during this season, Lord, that's supposed to be so rough, you have blessed us and we thank you for that today. And so Father, as we give more today, we ask that you bless it and produce more. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Uh, this morning, I uh, wanted to move in and talk about one camp. And to me, this is one of the best ministries that Oakton does at the church. And I say one of many, but, but one is directed at kids from those going to be in sixth grade to those going to be sophomores. And we meet once a week on Tuesdays. And you can see the picture behind me. Uh, uh, that was before we got ready to go out on the bus. But, but we meet on Tuesdays. We get there at 9 o'clock. Uh, we load up and go do a service project for a couple hours. Depends. And if we go to like Life Choices or uh, Water Gardens or something, we may take most of the day doing that. But we always make time to do a spiritual time. And scheduling-wise, we try to do that from 11 to 12. We do our spiritual time this year. We studied the book, uh, Why We Need the Gift of the Holy Spirit by Rick Renner. And, and we really studied that. A lot of you may think that was deep. I had my teachers go through it and read it to them and put it in layman's terms to where the kids, it was easier to understand for them. But that's what we did during the spiritual time. And then we'd have lunch and, and Colleen would make us a great dinner each week and, and followed all these guidelines that are out there and, and did a wonderful job. And then we would come in and talk about what is the Lord speaking to us and the kids. And to be honest with you, I tell the counselors and the, and the student helpers, guys, I want to hear from the kids. And because sometimes the adults, we can go on too much. And so we let the kids go and, and it's a beautiful time to do that. And that determines on how much time we spend on the evangelism program. But then after that, we'll go somewhere. And when a lot of people see uh, so many kids get off a bus, they'll be saying, what's going on here? And it gives our kids a chance to evangelize and share the gospel. And we're always working on that area. It's always tough. It's tough for everybody to share their, their testimony. And so we try to help them with that. But that's what one does. And our mission statement is basically, we are one with Christ. And it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and me. And we're together as one group, and we're learning to come together as one. And we use the scripture, our, our mission statement is Matthew 16, but we use for uh, one camp, John 17, 22. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them that they may, may be one, even as we are one. I and them and you and me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you love me. And that's the statement is why we do what we do at one camp. Why we do the four things that we do is we're trying to become one with the Lord, with the Godhead, if you will, and then becoming one with our our fellow man. This year, again, we had a great group. We averaged 35 each week. And when I say that, that's adults and kids, but that's one of the best years we've ever had. And you can see the picture of that night there. I believe there's 37 in the picture you can see behind me. But we had a great day as we went to Water Gardens that day. But we had 37 kids that attended one camp from sixth grades to 12. And we averaged 23 youth each week. The other thing that again blesses me is we had 19 different adults help and we averaged 12 adults helpers a week. And so when we put them numbers together, that gets you that 35 average. And that's the Lord working in our body that, that people taking out their day. There's one man that helps with one camp 
that scheduled his work around it to where he could be there all day. And when his work would call in, he'd say, well, I can tomorrow, but I can't today. And he had perfect attendance. And so we see the commitment from our leadership and we see the commitment from these kids that they want to be one with the Lord and they want to be one and and help others come to Jesus Christ. And so I love One Camp. I think it's a great program. And many of you have been involved in that. Uh, uh, Let's just do that. I wasn't planning on doing it. But if you've helped with One Camp or gone to One Camp yourself, would you just stand up today? and be? Don't be shy. Come on. Stand up. Because I know some of you guys are pushing 30, 35 that's been through this. And many kids and people, yeah, give the Lord praise for that. Uh, we already met and gave out awards and stuff. And, and the reason we met and did it a different night is because the Carthage campus, and then Joe couldn't be with us today because he's working, of course, at Liberal. And then we just got other things that laid in there. So today we're just going to give you some highlights. And a few kids are going to be sharing today, but not all of them. But on the, the 100% attendance of these kids that, that never missed a day, and I think they got a picture of it, but Jeremy uh, and Dylan Messer and Ashton Coble had per- perfect attendance. And then from that, we, we were just reaching a hat and drew out a name that won the award, and that was Dylan uh, Messer that won that award. So let's give the Lord praise for that today. We, had, we usually allow the kids one day to miss because there's so many activities. In other words, I don't want them to, to uh, not go to a church camp because they want to be at one camp. And so we allow one miss so they can still get the attendance award. And we had several kids that made that. We had Maddie Clyatt, Beniah Diggs, Cohen Lillian Camp, Andrew Manival, Lydia Manival, Jeremy Messer, Dylan Messer, and Ashton Coble all attended nine out of 10 weeks, which was great. And on that, we drew in a hat, and Beniah Diggs won that. Now, <laughs> he was almost funny when it happened. It was like, it was Miss America winning Miss America. He goes, oh my God, oh, I thought he was gonna pass out. And I said, does your parents ever give you an allowance? And the kids all at once said, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, so anyway, if you give them allowances, guys, you need to up it a little bit. But I thought Benaiah was going to faint that day. But, but anyway, it was, it was, I wish I'd had it on film. It was hilarious. But, but anyway, um, uh, he had won that. On the service and, and spiritual projects, what we did in June, we did our orientation here at the church and worked around the church. On June 9th, we did picnic tables, vegetable gardens, flower beds, and worked around the church. And we're going to show you a video here in just a second of of what we did. But on June the 16th, we did a work day at Rose's Lake. And I mean, they did a work day. And they got a lot done that day. Them kids were were hoofing it. Uh, June 23rd, we did the watered gardens. And that was the picture of the bus that you saw and we went down there and helped them, and, and they just couldn't, you know, I posted on Facebook what they said about the kids. They were pretty impressed, pretty impressed. Uh, June 30th to July 1st, we did our annual camp out. And then July 7th, we went to Life Choices. July 14th, we did, uh, we helped over at the Oakton Cemetery. A lot of people think that it's, it's Oak Grove Cemetery, but a lot of people think that's Oakton Church. It's not. It's a Oak, I just said it a second ago, but, but. But they're a different organization, and we went over and helped them, and we had a great time there, and, 
and had a, did a lot of good things. We also worked around the church too. We did Operation Christmas Child and getting ready for the, the big event on October the 7th. And then we worked some with VBS. On July 21st, we took on a huge project. And you'll see that in the film. But, but I wanted to, and the team wanted to help out at Jeremy's Creek somehow. And I met up with Jerry Marty and, and he goes, yeah, I got a plan for you. I want you to make the tees for the golf course. I said, okay, that's not that big a deal. There's 180. And we basically, Randy Crockett, thanks for all your help, and some others that helped the day before. But we cut four by four blocks, drilled holes, put a stake in them so you could stick them in the ground, and painted them in one day, basically, with these kids. We cut them the day before and got them ready. But we had a line going, drilling the holes and painting and hammering and, and doing all these things. And we worked on that the 23rd and we're painting. And then the next week we went to Jeremy's Creek and we did the same thing. We, we placed them. And so all the tees on the golf course were done by your youth group, your one camp. And the reason that blesses me is that, that I've been going to golf course for many years. And them same little tees have been there as long as I can remember. And I think these tees will be there even longer. And it will remind these kids every time they're out there, hey, I did that for the glory of God. I did that for the community. And it lets them feel a part of God in the community. And so anyway, we did that. We also power washed as much as the building, the golf course buildings that we could. We cleaned up the brush where there all the trees that they had been bulldozing over. The kids picked up the brush and piled that. Uh, they picked up rocks on the new dam of the pond so that they could mow it. And man, they worked hard that day as well. And the last day of the year, on August the 6th, I believe, I better put these back on, on August the 5th, the Lord really put it on our hearts to go around to the area schools. We have seven or eight schools represented in one camp. And so we went to, to some local schools and prayed, but we prayed over all the schools that were represented in our youth group. And we started out in Lamar and we walked, we met with the counselor there and, and we walked and, and around the Lamar schools and prayed. Then we loaded up in the bus and we went to liberal and we went into liberal schools down the hallway, down the sixth grade hallway, and then around the building meeting at the flagpole and praying over all the area schools and, and next year's school year. And it was just a blessing time in the Lord. And then again to support Pastor Joel and, and, and um, Tether. We went down and prayed over the liberal United Methodist Church. And we went inside and laid hands and prayed over that facility as well. And so we prayed over the community that day again, showing them the, the spiritual responsibility that we have as believers to pray for each other and to stand with each other and to go to God with everything. And so that's what we did the last day. And so, uh, again, uh, if you're a helper to one camp this year, I want you to stand up today if you helped in one camp and guys don't be shy i know a lot of you won't stand just like a minute ago half of you didn't stand let's give the lord praise for these helpers here today and you can sit down a lot of people gone today and even some of the speakers couldn't be here today what i'm going to do now is the some that won the services awards and and i can go through the pictures on that but but uh we give out service awards, and Lydia Manival won it for the girls. And I think they got a picture of that. We also give out one to the boys, and Jeremy Messer won that one. And Jeremy couldn't be with us today. 
on the spiritual award. Sam won that. And, and for the girls. Or Samantha, I better say. We all know who it is, I think. But. And then Andrew for the boys. And this year we did something a little different. And we added in a leadership award because we use juniors and seniors as a first step of coordinating and being responsible for the kids. And so this year we thought we're going to pick a leadership award from the, the adult or the student leadership. And what that does, it also helps on their college resumes. And anyway, uh, we did that this year. And at the end of the year, uh, Kaylee Collins won that for the girls. And Eddie, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, won it for the boys. And he's with our, our Oakton Carthage group. And so uh, we didn't have a picture of Eddie, so I'm sorry about that. But again, that's why it's, it's hard to get all the kids together from, from different facilities. Uh, Eddie's playing ball at Crowder, and, and so it was hard to get him together to get his picture. And the Lord's really blessing him. But anyhow, that's what the Lord has done through our camp this year. At this time, I'm going to have Lydia... Uh, Manival come up and she's going to share how God touched her heart. We're going to share, I think, four testimonies today. And we'll start with Lydia. And I'm going to get you a microphone. Okay. So I'm just going to share my testimony today. Um, I'm telling the story of like what our family went through through the last, over the last like two months. Wait, no. Like, year. Sorry. It's gone fast. Um, I don't intend to make anyone feel sorry for us because, I don't know, it's just a cool story to share. So, as most of you know, this past year was very tough for my family. Due to the divorce of my parents, there was a lot of family emotions and difficult decisions to make. My mom and two brothers and I moved to a house near Carthage, with an amazing, sweet, energetic 86-year-old lady that owned the house, and after hearing about our family situation, offered to let us live in her house until we could find our own. After living with her for about six weeks, her mind went south, and we were given two days to find a different place to live. I personally felt unwanted and rejected at this point, and had no doubt my mom and brothers felt the same way. Um... This situation in the long run didn't bring my family down. It only strengthened us. So after we'd packed up all the boxes and things, we moved in with my grandparents and lived there about three months with them. Toward the middle of our stay with them, we found a house near Joplin and made an offer on it and were so ready to have a permanent place to live that was not shared with someone else. But my mom had felt uneasy about the house from the day she offered on it. Then um, that's when the sellers drew back and changed their minds on us. We were thinking, great, are we ever going to find a house? But during all this was happening, I was learning about the names of God. One name was Jehovah Jireh, which means our God provides. It was right in front of my face, and I didn't even take notice of it because I felt so disgusted with people and with God. But little did we know, our answer was right there. At the end of those three months with my grandparents, we found a beautiful house in Carthage for the right price, and it matched everything we needed in a home. We bought it and moved in mid-June, and we are sure this is our house for good. 
It's amazing that God knew all along and that everything happened for a purpose, for our good. So if you're not sure anyone cares or you feel alone or unwanted, God will always provide for you. No, life's not going to be perfect as soon as your prayers are answered. Life's definitely not perfect for us. Just remember, God can fix broken lives and broken people. He will provide for you because he loves you. Currently, we're doing very well, and my brothers and I still get to see and spend quality time with Dad. This church has supported our family in countless ways. Thank you all for being here for us to help and encourage us. We're so blessed to have this church family. And then um, Proverbs 3.5 in the Passion Translation says, Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you, and he will lead you in every decision you make. So. My brother Mark has a pastor in today at their church that's really dynamic. And, and anyway, the old devil was attacking me and saying, well, maybe you shouldn't do Celebration Sunday. You know, and that type of doubt was kind of cropping in. And the Lord spoke to me that, that these kids' testimony is probably as powerful or more powerful than anybody we can have in this pulpit. And if you want to start a revival, let's start listening to these kids because they know and trust the Lord. They do what we tell them to do and that we try to do. And they hear God and they, they I tell you, it'll bless you. I wish I could tell some of the stories that they share, but they're personal. But they open up and they do uh, believe in the Lord. At this time, I'm going to ask Sammy to come up. And I think I see her back there. Uh, Jeremy was the service boy, of course, but uh, he couldn't be here today. We did record all these uh, uh, testimonies, and so Amy's working on a a deal for the one camp. If you're interested in a CD or flash drive, when she gets that done, let us know. Come on up, sissy. So, um, um, three Sundays ago, I was just talking to Pastor Kent, And he told me to write a little speech about why God is important to me. To be honest, I can't explain it. Um, He is just so wonderful in many ways that sometimes it's hard to describe in words. But God is an important part of my life because he was going through my life with me. And he is still here. I had a friend in school, and she didn't believe in God. I tried for many years to get her to believe. Jesus was always trying to spread the gospel. Um, I didn't plan this, but what Jim said a couple Sundays ago is almost exactly what I had. So, yeah. Um, The Bible tells us that... Our life is like a seed. We have to give our life to God. God is our farmer. He plants us in the ground, but when he puts us on the ground, we have a choice whether to sin or not. If we do sin, we land on the dry soil and get eaten by crows. Or we land on the soil with weeds and they choke the life out of us. But if we choose God 
and we land on the soft soil, he speaks life into us. We, he will give us so many blessings, but that doesn't mean nothing bad will happen because when it does, he is in control. God is just important to me because he is my healer, savior, and my teacher. I think people should go to God. He is my life, and I love him for all the things he has done in my life. Awesome job. Now, keep in mind, these speakers are all sophomores or below, okay? And you're what, a freshman? Going to be a freshman. Middle school, so she's eighth grade. Wow. Seventh grade, well, even more wow, right? Doesn't that bless you? So where do you get your smarts from, your mom or your dad? <laughs> They're both raising their hand up. So, but again, don't they bless you today? God moves in our life and, and tries to move in our life, but we have choices to make whether to receive him or not. And when we do, he's going to bless us. So if you're out there today and you need a touch on your life, and say, God, I need you, and he'll touch your life. Uh, Andrew, I saw you. There you are, buddy. You want to come on up? He's just ready to go. I'm not even going to guess your age. You're 21, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. So. Matthew 7, 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Uh, we had to look for a house, uh, a few months ago. We kept on praying for the perfect one. Um, in April, we found a house outside of Joplin. Uh, we thought we were going to buy it, but it didn't work out. Meanwhile, we were living with our grandparents, which was super tough. We were at about three months living in our grandparents' house when mom finds this house in Carthage. She made an offer the next morning. A month later, it was ours. God has answered our prayers for the best house for us. He has the best intentions for us all. The reason we may not get it, be getting what we want is, number one, we may not be asking, and two, it may not be the best thing for us at the time. Since God is a good father, he wants to give us good gifts. Uh, Matthew 7, 9 through 11 says, Who among you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to, ch to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good uh, things to those who ask him? I personally learned my God is a good Father, and he gives good gifts to those who ask Man, isn't that awesome? And, and there's a truth in that because a lot of times we pout when our prayers aren't answered. And God, why are you doing this to me? A lot of times if God answered our prayers, it would mess us up what we were praying. And I can tell you this, and most of us can identify with this, but if I would have married the one I was praying for to marry, it wouldn't have been Karen. But God knew it was her, and when I found her, I knew it was the best decision I ever made. 
And so that's a simple way to look at it. But so many times we get aggravated at God because things aren't going the way we want. Maybe if they went the way we want, it would mess us up even more. And so we need to pray according to God's word. That's when we know we're 100%. If God's word says it, then we can stand on the word and know it will happen. Amen? And now we got our leadership award, and this gal's going to be going to college, but she's a senior last year, but she won the, she's a senior this year. I'm not going to do this. And what's your name again? <laughs> I'm kidding. I really, that's, that's the truth a little, I, it's Kaylee Collins, but, but I called her sissy because she's gone to youth with her parents since she's a little baby. And so I forget her name half the time. So anyway, sissy that's going to be a senior in high school. It is a senior in high school. Let us have it. <laughs> All right. So Hebrews eleven six says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When I first heard this scripture, I was at a retreat for college-age girls. It stood out to me because I was dealing with a lot of things on my own instead of letting God handle them. I had prayed about the issues, but never had fully handed them to God. The moment I did, I felt a relief and started to trust God with a lot more. So when I started helping with one camp, I decided to not try to help the kids on my own, but, let, but to let God help me lead them this summer. I have always gone to one camp as a camper, but never realized how awesome it would truly be to be a helper. During this summer, I have seen every one of these kids grow differently in their walk with Christ, and it was truly amazing to witness. One thing that truly blessed me this summer was the camp out. That was something I really had to trust God on with God with from not knowing if I was going to be able to get off work for it to not knowing if we were actually going to have it. When I was actually able to get off work for it, I was super excited. The one thing I really want to talk about from the camp out was the night we had service right outside the youth doors. This night, I really, I really watched not only myself, but also the campers step out in their faith to pray with one another. They stepped up in faith and let walls down that they didn't even know they had up. I had to step out in faith when a lot of the girls asked me for prayer to ask God what to pray for that was not from me, but the words that God gave me. I had to step out and ask if I could pray with some of the girls that I could tell needed prayer because my flesh was telling me that I would be bothering them. While God was telling me that they were hurting and all they needed was prayer, I watched a lot of the boys and girls there step out and pray over a meal or pray whenever we needed it. They helped me to see that all you need is to step out in faith and let God handle situations. In the last part of the scripture, it says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I truly see every one of the One Camp kids getting rewarded for stepping out in faith this summer, even if they can't see it yet. I challenge you to step out in your faith or to keep stepping out in your faith as we go into our school year or into, our, into your job. Thank you. Amen. Give the Lord praise. Our soul is alive, and our kids are alive. This church is alive. Praise him. Yeah, you guys want to come up? 
Uh, we're going to move into communion time and uh, time of the Lord's Supper. But guys, your soul's alive. If you have Jesus Christ in your heart today, your soul is alive. And we're going to think about that and remind ourselves of the days that we chose Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And I'm going to share three things today that I'm quickly going to run through them. But three things that, that when you come up to this table today that you need to embrace. And three things that you need to remember is that God loves you. And, and we need never to forget that. That God demonstrated his love for us when we were sinners. Christ died for us. And for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. God loves you today. Every person in this room embraces love. The second thing is embrace God's love because he's our solid rock. God is a solid rock in our life. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation. Psalms 18.2. We can come up there today with the assurance like Lydia and these kids have in God that he is solid and we can trust in him in all things. And the last thing is embrace God our healer. The Bible says, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved, for you are my praise, Jeremiah 17, 14. God gives us everything. God gives us all of him. He's not only our physical healer, he's our spiritual healer. And we need to remember that today. I want to say something quickly here, but, but a lot of us blame God before our hor about our horrible conditions. I even heard somebody say last week that God has gifted them to suffer. I've heard that in the pulpit this last week. And that's not true. God is our healer. God is our solid rock. God loves us. And like the old Bible says, the true Bible, that people pressed in to touch him. Because he healed them all. God is our provider. God is everything. Did you notice during Celebration Sunday how many times we said it was the best time ever? Several times. We have a lot to be thankful for during the all hells thrown at us with the pandemic and all this crud. It's still the best more than ever. God has provided more than ever. And we just need to remember him today. Remember, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you a future and a hope. Then you'll call on me and go and pray to me. And I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. That's what I challenge you today is remember your salvation today and seek him with all your hearts. Today, these altars are going to be open. The team's going to release you by road today. I think they're going to start in the back and you come up and fill these altars left to right. And I'd like for you to stay at the altars until I dismiss you because I want to say a prayer over each and every one of you. Today, there's going to be in the plates we pass or again, these packets and you will touch them yourselves, and we won't. 
but you're going to pull the plastic part first, which gives you the bread. Okay? And then you're going to pull the, the whatever that is, and you're going to have the juice. Okay? And anyway, if you need gluten-free stuff, there's some of them wrapped as well that they'll be come along with. But that's the, the, what the, we're asking of you today. But if you're saved and a guest, come up here. Uh, this time is for you, and we want you to be here. All we care is that you're saved and know the Lord. Now, if you're not saved and want to know the Lord, then you come up here and you look and catch mine, raise your hand up, and I'll come pray with you, and we'll take communion together for the first time. Let's embrace these thoughts that God has given us today. And anyway, as we open the table today, if Landon and Jim would come up, if you want to open the table, and Landon, if you come up and help me today, they're going to go from the left to the right again, so you can come wherever you want, and one's going to start over there, one's going to start over here, and we're going to come to the middle. And as we open the table up today, I want one of you to grab the bread and one of you to grab the juice. But on the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to God and broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was over, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks to God, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So, Father, we do come to you in Jesus' name today. And, Father, we do hold the bread that represents your body and the juice that represents your, your blood. Father, that you gave your son. And, Jesus, you gave your life so that we could experience you. And, Father, today this communion is the outward sign of an inward salvation that has taken place in each and every one of those that chose you today. And Father, we ask that you renew us in your love. Father, that you renew us, that you are our rock-solid foundation. Father, that you would renew us, that you are our healer physically and spiritually. And Father, we thank you for touching all of our lives today. And again, Lord, not because of this bread or this juice, but because of what it represents, your power and authority over our life. And Father, we give you glory, and we celebrate that more than anything today. We celebrate our salvation and your love for us. And we just give you glory today as we honor you by remembering you and embracing you today. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord told me to tell you that he will touch your heart today. God has touched your heart today. It's like Sam was saying. What are you going to do with it? Amen? Please come.